Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Sarah Arsenault with us. She's a realtor in Canada, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. Hi, so great to be here. What's a nice girl like you doing in a business like this? Like, what did you do before real estate and what uh, enticed you to become a realtor? Yeah, so prior to real estate, I guess uh, my kind of schooling background was marketing and communication. So business. Uh, So I was in the marketing world in uh, downtown Toronto, kind of doing digital marketing. So Kind of uh, one element of what I do now as a realtor. So really just marketing and getting products and brands out there on a more national uh, scale. Um, Big city life, wanted to move back closer to home. So kind of, you know, after a few, uh, not careers, but, you know, jobs, you know, how you bounce back and forth when you're moving and you just have to, you know, pay the bills for a while. Um, I ended up settling down and uh, starting my family. Uh, at that time, I was kind of in the safety field. So again, uh, working with people, communicating with people in my community, uh, long hours. Uh, I liked the job, but it just wasn't for me. I always had an interest in homes, uh, helped my parents sell some things privately, things like that. So when I had or was having my first child, I guess I thought I, I really don't want to go back to, you know, the long hours dealing with uh, coordinating daycares, early mornings and thought, Maybe I should get into real estate, but I really didn't think the weekend work was for me. Uh, so at that point, I reached out to another friend, realtor, and and she kind of got the ball rolling. And I, I guess as many, I'm sure as you as well in your career, you guys kind of stumbled upon it. <laughs> nice. So in marketing, it's all about you know branding and standing out. So uh, there's a bunch of realtors. I mean, a bunch. So how did you define yourself? And how did you get your own voice and your own branding? Yeah, I think that's honestly one of my biggest fears or it was right before I started. Obviously, I started, I guess, prior to all the COVID restrictions in the realtor world. Mm -hmm. So my initial fear was, hey, there's a lot of realtors. Uh, The market wasn't quite as busy back then either in terms of multiple offers and stuff. So I'm like, how as a new mom, you know, with at the time, eight month old baby, am I going to get myself out there? I can't, you know, knock on doors. I can't do any of that. Like, is this a good idea to be giving up, you know, good money and good pay to be kind of adventuring into this world? So I think even prior to all the, we were forced to be at home and sit down, you know, prior to COVID restrictions, I was really forced to doing a lot of online marketing and differentiating myself in a different way, even to begin with just because I couldn't always have that, you know, face to face and jumping from coffee shop to door and and every event, right. To meet people. So do you have a significant other? 
Yeah. Yeah. My husband also works full time. So obviously uh, we juggle. He's also a shift worker. So that helps me as well. But yeah, our our schedules, uh, especially with our kids are all over the place. (laughs) So what happened in terms of, honey, I want to give up my uh, regular paycheck and I want to do this. What was that conversation like? And what was, uh, how did you guys manage that? Yeah. So I, I guess when I, he's very supportive, no matter what, um, I've always, he kind of has that career where he knew what he wanted to do. He got into it and he's happy, you know, and, and that's the end of the day where I always had uh, different ideas, you know, of how to make money and, you know, what my interests were. And uh, this mutual friend that was a realtor and was and is my mentor definitely was already in that field. And he really respected her and her career. So when I talked to her, I actually was just proposing to be her admin. I'm like, well, I could stay at home. You know, I could be an admin. And that's when she's like, I'd love you to be my admin, but you need to be a realtor. You, You know, you're smart. You have the skills. This is what you need to do. So that really, I think, eased his mind as well. Cause he's like, wow, this, you know, top producing realtor thinks you'd be good at it. You know, just try it. Right. So it was definitely something where it was like, well, we're going to have to budget, you know, we've got a little cushion that we save, but it's something that you just have to dive into. And I think other realtors listening or those that are looking to get into it, it, it's really, you need that support. Right. Cause as you said, people in the field, even more have got into it in the last two years when the market was hot. If you don't have that support and the self doubts, you know, just even beyond your own self doubts, you know, kind of kick in and, and it's not going to be an easy start. <laughs> so, you know, you can always sell a child too. There's always that, you know, you something <laughs> to fall back on. <laughs> yeah. The terrible twos haven't got that bad yet. <laughs> <laughs> Close. But uh, so how many transactions are you going to do this year? This year, I mean, the markets are very cyclical. Uh, last year, I was, I think, at about about 30. So nice. I'm hoping to do ab- about the same. I definitely, I- I'm happy where I'm at in my career. Obviously, always marketing and looking for more clients. But uh, at this point in my life, I'm happy to work with my niche. I am happy to work with the clients I'm working with. And I'm not looking just to take anyone off the street because as you know, not every client meshes as well. And I think that's important for people in in the business or any business to remember too, is that you you need to have your own clientele and know who you work well with. Brilliant. Did you step right into eXp or were you somewhere else and switched over? So my mentor was with eXp, which is kind of why I'm like, well, if you trust them, I trust them. That's kind of how it all started obviously three and a half years in, I know a lot more about it all now. So I'm very confident and happy where I am, especially as I said, being a mom and juggling all this with young kids, I don't have the time to, you know, be in the office all the time conversing with people. I'm good at my job. I love the world of the internet and marketing and things I do, but I just... It works for me and my lifestyle to be able to get up and go travel, work from home. And, and, and it's good cloud brokerage for that reason. Brilliant. So what were some of the challenges you faced when you came into the industry? Kind of list the first one and we'll talk about that and kind of move on. Yeah, I think the first is, and this is as any business owner, is just kind of your time management. So like blocking and figuring out what to do next. Brilliant. And so your mentor probably helped you kind of organize some of those things. Yeah, for sure. Between like training sessions and my mentor, my brokerage, if 
But I think really at the end of the day, just like any entrepreneur, even if it if you're not in real estate selling, at the end of the day, it's you, right? It's you against you. Yep. And no one's going to be there when you're a commission based to say like, here, let me hold your hand. I need to make sure you're working, you know, X amount of hours a day, right? And I think that's basically one of, you know, many realtors or many entrepreneurs biggest downfall is if you can't manage your time, if you can't get your stuff done, you won't succeed. Absolutely. So how do you find uh, clients? Like what are you doing to generate leads? When I first started, obviously, I kind of got into that time where it was after all my friends had kind of bought first homes. So I didn't have that start how some people do. But I really tried to leverage, you know, sending emails, sending messages, telling everyone that, hey, I'm a realtor and kind of showing what I can do. Uh, I also really worked open houses, which, you know, is a pretty big staple for realtors to start with. You definitely don't get leads every open house, but you never know when it's just one, right? I also found that I was more about the niche. So I kept taking trainings and courses until I found my niche which I work with a lot of investors now. So I really try and align myself on social, whether it be YouTube, whether it be with other networking groups of investors, where that is where a bulk of my business now comes from. Brilliant. As you get more comfortable in what you're doing, and 30 transactions is a lot of transactions, but a lot of realtors kind of stay parked there for a while. Are you comfortable doing that for a while as you're raising your kids or is there a goal to go to 50 and beyond? I am definitely comfortable at 30, but obviously I always have more goals. I think the next step for me, and as I sit down and as my kids are, you know, past the baby stage, right? And as I'm having a little bit more freedom is to kind of decide the avenues I want to go to. Obviously, getting it in min is uh, that I do have, but getting those kind of tools in place so I can scale without me doing absolutely everything, which is, I think, really important for realtors and entrepreneurs as well. You can't micromanage everything yourself. And if you want to grow, you need to have those resources. So having the people behind you, whether it just be doing the mundane, like, admin tasks, things that allow you to do those important things for your business and get in front of clients so you can scale your business. That's one piece of advice from a lot of highly successful uh, realtors. It's like, hire sooner. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till Mm -hmm. you're overwhelmed. Do it soon so you can actually maximize because your highest worth is when you're talking to clients. Correct. Yeah. And I don't have time to spend with my family. You know, it's the same reason my household has a cleaner, you know, twice a month. I would rather be spending the time, my downtime when I'm not working in real estate, you know, out there showing homes or coordinating deals. I want to spend it time with my family and not trying to, you know, keep growing my business every hour that I'm awake, basically. Absolutely. So uh, having done this for a while, what were some of the mistakes you made earlier that you kind of go, oh yeah, if I had it to do over again, I would do better here and here. What are those pieces of advice you'd like to share with uh, folks? Seasoned realtors, you know, people in the trade a long time will tell you, really, people can be crazy. You know, people don't all think the same. People can lie. You know, we really have to learn. People think it's an easy job where it's just like, oh, you get paid. You walk to the bank. They don't realize, you know, how the system works and everything and and the emotional toll, you know, that people take on you. So I think the biggest lesson I've learned is one to just let things brush off your shoulder and realize that not everything is your fault. You know, like if someone doesn't win a deal and you've done everything you can and someone's yelling at you, that's their own emotions and to disconnect and not feel guilty over it. 
and then connected to that as well. I think we have this idea that you have to win every deal in terms of every client you talk to or every potential client, you got to win them over. You have to have them, even though you maybe get a sense like, Hey, I don't think we mesh well together. You're still trying to sign them and you're tr- still trying to work with them and save everything, you know, cause that's your paycheck, which I have learned in the past that any, any deal that I've done that for, you know, you felt a little guilty, you felt bad. You kept Paid working with them. Yeah, you paid the price emotionally, you know, physically with your sleep. It was just like, I had this sense, you know, right from the start that it wasn't a good fit. So I think learning to one, let go of others emotions in terms of if you've done everything you can, I'm very passionate, I want to make people happy, but you can't do it every time and recognize when maybe someone is better suited for another agent. Brilliant. So what does that conversation look like when they're like expecting you to be their realtor and you decide this is not a good fit? How do you articulate that in a way that you don't hurt feelings? I think it's important. I mean, depending, obviously, real estate is complex. So maybe sometimes it's they're looking in a different area that and you know, they're going to be a demanding client in terms of they want to see a lot of properties. And it's, you know, 30 minutes to an hour away maybe it's more the network again. So establishing those rules from the beginning saying, Hey, I work with a team, I work with others and whatever is best for us, you know, I'm going to convey that to you because your interests are best really just making sure the client or the potential client knows that at the end of the day, we want them to win the home. We want them to win the commercial space and it's not about working with us exactly. It's whoever's best suited. So we want the best for them. And so do, you know, the colleagues or the people that I work with as well. Brilliant. So as you move forward, what are the things you're focusing on to improve your performance? Your Yeah. So as I move forward here, I would say, uh, and it's always been a a huge, uh, the mentor I work with as well, this was kind of a pillar of her business. And that's something that I kind of dove into. And like you said, higher, higher before you need it, I kind of, you know, put money in self development before, Uh, not that I needed it. But you know, you didn't kind of always had that money coming into your business, but you were investing back into yourself anyways. Um, so I'm a strong believer in that. Um, I've done kind of Tony Robbins and various programs, but to make a commitment every year to do something besides just business, also to reinvest in business in terms of trainings, as you know, social media, marketing, everything goes so quickly. You need to reinvest every year or every month and really just try something new. I mean, every training for realtors will say, do open houses, send out flyers, do this, do that. We need to try and get a place in the market where you're the niche. So try something, even if you say, hey, I don't think that's going to work. Put the money or put the time aside and at least try it. Yeah, but I think that's another mark of successful people. They're always learning and always improving what they're doing and always questioning what they're doing. Yeah, and, and I agree because, I, I mean, it's easy to get in ruts of, oh, everyone door knocks or everyone does this. It's one, finding the niche and and the way that you can do it differently, but two, not just maybe your ego or whatever stepping in and saying, hey, everyone does this, so I can't, right? Because you never know who you're going to be. Or worse, it's like uh, everyone does this, so I have to do this because there's certain uh, people have gifts in certain areas and it's better to invest in your gifts than it is to uh, go along with the fad that happens to be the flavor of the day. Definitely. And and that's why there's niches, right? I, I know other realtors I work with that 
don't want to work with investors, right? Because they're always looking for private deals on the side. You know, like some people find that really stressful compared to, you know, like a first time home buyer or a family friend where some people want to work with investors or commercial buildings only or whatever it might be. I think it's don't be afraid to cast your net smaller than always trying to obtain, you know, that mass market. Absolutely. I think, you know, is if you can find your niche, uh, you can get well known in that area and build a thriving business as opposed to being everywhere and being no one. And you can't please everyone. So I, I think that's if you know your market, you know, all those people align with you, whatever business you're in, that's where you need to stay, right? Uh, unless you outgrow that and, and decide to change, but we can't be good at everything. Uh, so I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned and, and the biggest ways that I think you'll be successful, even as the market changes and slows, right? You need those repeat business. Brilliant. Uh, what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with people, uh, a mind hack that you use to be more productive, more effective, sleep better? I think it's really just investing in yourself. I know I've mentioned this before, but we really need to think, I know it's easy to get down on yourself even after a long day of work. It's out there. It's in the media. Like, hey, I'm going to come home. I'm going to have a massive glass of wine. And then you wake up and you feel terrible the next day, you know, because that one glass turned to two. Nothing against drinking. You know, I drink with friends and family, but it's thinking about how can I make myself better at the same time? So what what am I going to do that's going to improve my body, improve my mind? So whether you're listening to an audiobook, whether it's fueling your body with nutritious food when you're out, you know, running hectically, working out in the morning, yeah. whatever you choose to do, it's doing stuff that's self-care for yourself versus getting wrapped up into this vicious cycle, you know, because it, it can be depressing as an entrepreneur, really, you know, you have a few bad days, you know, long days and, and what you do to your body doesn't help work. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate having you on the show and looking forward to see what you do in the next few years. Yeah, same here. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.